The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Good morning. You're listening to the Nonprofit Voice with Ron Gold. 2024 is my 50th year in radio, and this year I will be highlighting the people in nonprofits who've been featured on my shows in the past 10 years on 103.9 FM, Long Island News Radio, who've made a difference in the lives of people with disabilities. The Nonprofit Voice is a division of marketing works and event works. Today's featured agency is... And we have options for community living. Yolanda Robano Gross, who was one of our uh, guests during our 10 year period. So she's welcome. She'd be welcome anyway. But good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. You've got a long trip, but I'm glad you made it. You're closer <laughs> to JFK than you are to, uh, to this one, right? But our office is right around the corner, so that's okay. And talking about your office, when we first met you, you were on um, Middle Country Road. It was right. great, right? Yeah, we were on uh, Main Street in Smithtown. And now we're right on Howard Place here in Ronkonkoma, really right around the corner from the airport. Easy to get to. Yeah. Good. So tell me about the your old building. Was uh, I loved that one because I passed it almost every day on my way to Comac. I would pass it uh, because I came that way. And then all of a sudden it wasn't there. You know, it, it served us well. We were, so Options is in our 42nd year of working and serving Long Island. Five years ago, we moved into the new office um, in Ronkakuma, but the old building served us well. It was a converted house. It had a lot of charm, a lot of nooks and crannies, uh, a spiral staircase even. Uh, but it was time. We had I remember grown. that, yeah. We had grown and grown, which is fantastic, because the more we grow in programming, the more Long Islanders we can serve. And staff was kind of busting at the seams. And the new building served us well and was able to thankfully get us safely through COVID, because we had the space we needed to, to distance ourselves and keep everybody safe. Well, so was this a, a modernization of a building already in existence, or was it... Did you build it? No, it was in existence. It had been formerly a um, computer company. And as they grew, even though the company grew, the uh, programs were outsourced, so they didn't need as much physical space. Well, tell us about options. What is options? So options is a 501c3 non-for-profit. We are, as we said, located our main offices in Ronkonkoma with offices in Amityville and Hempstead. And we serve Long Islanders from as far west as that Limbrook Valley stream border all the way out to Riverhead in that area, kind of everything in between. We serve adults and children. We have residential services, care coordination, case management, and um, financial assistance programs, to name some. Our three main populations of people that we serve are people uh, in recovery from mental illness, so mental health issues, um, individuals who are HIV positive living with AIDS, and individuals who um, are homeless or at risk for homelessness. Those are our three main buckets of people. So it sounds like recovery is very big in your organization. Recovery is very big. Um, sustaining uh, a healthy lifestyle, sustaining a roof over your head. You know, we, 
we say that housing is home care in our world because, you know, without housing and without knowing we're going to lay your head at night, you're not worried about going to the doctor or, you know, maintaining your benefits or you're, you're focused just on where am I going to put my head down where I can be warm and safe. So we do a lot of different types of housing programs for individuals and families. Now, uh, Governor Hochul has put up a lot of uh, problems for us because of her housing uh, initiatives, uh, and it could hurt us more than help us. Yeah, but we've also received a lot of funding in the last year, which has been great and beneficial for us. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're always happy to when we hear about new program incentives, um, new what we call RFPs, requests for proposals that come out. Um, you know, more is always better. We want more, yeah. Well, Long Island is, is a, a tough place to live uh, financially. It's very expensive. I am born and raised South, South Shore, Nassau County, so I, I love Long Island. Uh, but I have a daughter who's graduating college in a couple of months. And so I have my finger on the pulse of that generation of young adults. And it's much harder for that generation of kids to, to start an independent life here. Well, you talked yesterday when we were on the phone about Gen X and Gen Y and Gen Z and, you know, <laughs> and, and you have a Gen Z, right? I do. I do. Uh, we, you know, we were talking about it the other day at the office um, in terms of people's wants and needs and what they are looking for in terms of uh, career fulfillment. We literally have four generations at options right now. So I have baby boomers, I have my people, I have Gen Xs, uh, I have millennials, and then I have Gen Zs. You know, we now have staff that were born after the year 2000. So it's, it's a tough balancing act of making sure that everybody's needs are met because they're all looking for things from very different perspectives. And one of the groups, I think it's Gen Z or <laughs> millennials, are very tough because they want things done the way they want it done. They don't care how it was done before. You know, I think that's the truth of all of us. Um, I can say the same uh, about myself. Um, what I have found with, with these young adults is a very savvy group, and I can harness a lot of their abilities. They're very tech-savvy. Um, we need that. We definitely Especially need that. Especially at my age and your yes. age. <laughs> um, you know, they, they know how to reach people in terms of social media. I have an awesome um, social media person who came right out of college and has developed and grown, and I think she's in her third role with us now. Um, and she's so good about blasting out all our information and sending everything out and making sure we have a distribution list and, uh, you know, kind of what's new. And uh, so these, these new staff, they're, they're awesome. They just bring a very different perspective. We just want to make sure that the, the government and the bodies, the funding bodies that be, understand the importance of funding things in a way that these young people can afford to live a That's, great life yeah. on Long Island, stay on Long Island, live independently on Long Island. We want to look for sustainability on Long Island. And that means we have to have staff that they work really, really hard, my staff. They are in situations at sometimes 24, 25 years old that most people aren't. You know, we truly sometimes have life or death situations. We have individuals that need some serious 
care and support. Um, I can't be worried about if they're going to go, and no offense to either company. I'm a big fan of McDonald's and Target. I love McDonald's fries, but I can't be worried that I'm going to lose that same group of, of young professionals until they get their legs under them and start to build up. So that's why the funding for those positions is so important. That's true, because once they're here, they're here, and they, yeah. don't, they don't leave. They'd rather have a second and third job than leave this Unfortunately, field. most of them have to. And that's that's tough. Um, and even, you know, as we go, let's just not talk about my, my new staff or my new grads, but, you know, even kind of that middle group where um, they're, they're maybe not at a manager or director position yet, but they're also not uh, at an entry-level position. And, you know, I have families, you know, of course, clients, but there are also families of people that work for me who experience food insecurities and are looking for support. So... As much as we try and help the clients, I also make sure we put things out to the staff. You know, we have extra of this. Can I help you with that? Can I do an application for you? So we we try and and balance both. Well, as you've grown and, you know, we've talked about it a few minutes ago that, you know, when you were in Smithtown and now you're in Ronkonkoma, you had to go because, you know, they were coming out of the walls. There were so many people there. (laughs) Yeah. and that's all a credit to you on what you've done for options uh, for community living because when we first met you, you seemed like you had just gotten there maybe a year or so after we showed up and, and we were talking about things there and it didn't seem like the walls were <laughs> thickening and people were looking. You were just starting there, but since I've been there, you have really come. I see you and the way you've marketed, and mostly yourself and Denise, I'm sure, you've done a great job for them. I see you everywhere, and that's not easy to do. You know, it's not, and and I thank you, and I appreciate it. And while I am certainly, I guess, the the face of option and the person that people see out and about. And you need somebody like that. Right. I mean, that's my role. Um, but all, all my I do is keep the plate spinning. Uh, you know, everyone else is out there. We had a team, up to and including myself, I will say, that worked in person all through COVID. And we're there and we're, you know, out on the front lines and making sure that our individuals got taken care of. Um, I, I say all the time, we're, we're given the privilege, and it, and it is that, of, of taking care of people when they're at their most vulnerable and their neediest, right? No one, no one asks to be sick. No one ever says, you know, at, I never said at 35, ooh, Yonda, when you're 55, you'd like to be living in a residence. And our residences are beautiful, but that's not usually someone's goal. And so to make sure that everyone that lives with us or everyone that gets supported by us is treated with dignity that's a big thing, and that's what we have to do the most. And my staff works really hard to ensure that, um, and it's something we're really proud of. How many homes do you have? Wow. Um, in terms of like large, what people would consider a, a large typical group home, there, there's six of those. But we have over 150 properties, so there's supportive housing, which is usually either a family or three individuals living together. Um, there's homeless prevention housing, um, again, families, HIV housing. So um, over 150 properties. How do you altogether. keep track of all of that? A really good facilities department and a lot of maps. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, they, they get listed by grant. 
Um, and like I said, our, our distance is so wide. And, you know, that's important, too. You know, what I can get and what I can help someone with in Valley Stream, where the Valley Stream train station is literally right across the street and there's a bus that runs, you know, the Green Acres route right outside on Sunrise Highway, is very different from the accessibility of someone out in Riverhead. You know, and how do people get around and how do they maneuver? So it's almost like working with almost two different states, right? We're working with very different forms of accessibility for our individuals and for our staff. You know, if I have someone working out of the Hampstead office and they take the bus to work or, you know, they maneuver around, that's a little different from being out here in Ronkonkoma. Now, staffing for these homes must be uh, difficult. Staffing for the company, the industry, and, you know, I guess the world right now is difficult. Um, there's definitely been an upswing since the, the lull we hit during the, the thick of COVID. But it is, you know, people are looking for different things. I think COVID gave people the opportunity to reevaluate their lives. Maybe they have different priorities. Yeah. Um, so it is tough. Um, the nice thing is that we really have every level of position. So, you know, for people that are my daughter's age and that are getting ready to graduate in two months and they have that new bachelor's in psych or social work or human services or whatever, there's a place for them, you know, and, and all the way up the continuum. And I think what people don't realize about options and about all my sister agencies out there, because we all kind of work together, is that, you know, we also have a facilities department and we have an accounting department and we have quality improvement and human resources and development. So as much as we love our social workers, and I am one of them, um, you know, there's other opportunities for people that are looking to work in our world and kind of give back in a way that's not direct services. Well, how do you find the people? A um, few things. I mean, of course, advertising, right? Indeed and Facebook and, you know, whatever. Um, social fairs. media. Uh, word of mouth. I, my staff will tell you, and they laugh at me all the time, there's rarely a weekend I come back and they don't say, so this young woman is going to call you. I was at dinner. She was talking nice, about this. Yeah. I butted into our conversation and gave her my card. Uh, so we, we try and do that too. Uh, and, you know, just to connect. And different groups that I sit on, different boards, who's looking for this, who's looking for that. Yeah, but you probably have a lot of positions you need to fill, right? We do. We do a lot of direct care. So, you know what, this is, a, this is a good time of year for that. A lot of direct care, case management, a lot of them are entry level. So you can be a new grad and say, you know what, I'm interested in learning about mental health in a company that's been around 42 years, that's grown by about $13 million in revenue over the last 10 years. And what that means is we've grown programs, which means a lot more career paths for people, a lot more opportunities. So. You know, somebody that's walking in the door and says, I want it. Look, my first job was an overnight at a residence when I was in college. Um, no, and now I sit here. So you never know where that's that step great. takes you. Yeah, right. Tell me, out of, uh, you know, since you've been there, you've initiated uh, many new programs. Which are the ones that are you most proud of? Wow. Um, uh, Wow. Um, our wow. supportive I, There's so many good ones. Our supportive housing program, Scattered Site Supportive Housing, has grown by leaps and bounds. Um, that's really getting individuals with, you know, mental health um, issues to a, a point of where they're pretty independent. They live out in the community. 
um, someone comes to see them once a week, you know, who's working, who's in school. Uh, we have a community-based program, CORE, HCBS. That's kind of what we call the fun program because okay. it's less about it's less about technical goals and more about, you know, what do I as a person want to do? So staff gets to work, go out there and work with the clients. And we've seen people do everything from get a book published to go to open mic night to, you know, get a, get a college degree. So that's pretty cool. Um, the newest thing on the horizon for us, we have two things um, over in Freeport. We just worked with a developer uh, to open up a, a 31 unit mixed use apartments. Um, 10 of them will be individuals um, that come out of our world with mental health issues who are at risk or were homeless. You know, there's something about looking at someone who's been in a domestic violence situation for years and having them say, you know, I have this apartment and this big, beautiful apartment and this is mine and I'm safe. I mean, in our access to care program, we just recently housed someone in an apartment who spent the last nine months living in a, a storage unit. Yeah. You know, people get creative when they need to. And I guess the, the newest one up on the horizon is we were just awarded a grant uh, for young adults ages 18 to 25. Okay. Um, those kids get lost through the cracks sometimes. They come out of a children's program. They don't really fit in with the adult program. So what happens? They end up on the street. They end up in trouble. They end up using. Um, so we're, the whole point of this program will be to transition them to, to work and to school and to make that easy handoff where either, A, we, they won't need us by the time this is over, or when they transition to an adult program, it's more of a soft handoff where they can be safe. So that's kind of exciting. We talked about your events, mm -hmm. and I don't want to lose those. I've, you and I have talked about the traditional events versus the Yolanda from community <laughs> op, from Options for Community Living event. And they were all different. I remember going to my first and only paint night. <laughs> and you sent me there. Yeah. And it was great. But tell me about the one that's coming up. So coming up on... Um April 13th at Mulcahy's Pub over in Wontaw is our second annual murder mystery um, fundraiser event. We did one last year. It was awesome. It sold out, so we went and did it again. The theme of this year is I Love the 80s to Death, uh, Murder <laughs> at the 80s Rock Concert. Wow. And everybody, it's not mandatory, but it's awfully encouraged. Who are the performers? Um, yeah, we have a, a, a theater. No, I mean, what? what? Yeah, we have, yeah, who's out there, right? And we definitely encourage people to dress. Last year, people got prizes for best actor, worst actor, uh, table who had closest to the right answers, table who had the worst answer. Um, people were picked out of the audience, and I kind of gave, gave the acting troupe a heads up as to who would be willing to jump in. Um you know, someone became the murder victim. Someone became <laughs> the murderer. Um, it was awesome. So we're going to have a merch table, you know, VIP seating, just like you're going to a rock concert. Well, so. the best thing you told me today was that you were a bartender. I was. <laughs> For many years, For right? a long time. Yeah, my mom owned a bar in Limbrook, the Purple Frog, from 1978 to 2002. So one of our creative... Um, uh, fundraisers was uh, the current owner owns the bar and now it's called the Shannon Rose and a couple of years in a row he did guest bartender night so we did that we've done <laughs> you know we've done paint night and psychic night and comedy night and 
it's all it's all fun and it's all great and it's all a lot of work on my development team's part, but it's also all about the individuals, right? If we get the word of options out there and we get their stories out there, you know, I have a couple that we served in community services for years, but they were street homeless, and now. You know, now they're in an apartment. 21 years, street wow. homeless. And when we had that big snow the other day, he called. And he's older than me. And he's like, kid, it's me. I'm like, yeah, he kid. said, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I said, yeah. I said, where are you calling? He goes, you know, it's snowing. I said, I know it's snowing. He said, it sure is better seeing the snow from the inside than the outside. Oh, that's so nice. So, you know, those are the days when... Everything is a little crazy and you're not quite sure what to do and you get that phone call and you're like, okay, this is why we're here and this is why we do what we do. So I can call you kid? <laughs> sure. <laughs> what is, uh, if somebody wants to get in touch with you or your agency, how, what do they do? So you can look us up online at uh, optionscl, so like optionsforcommunityliving.org. You can give us a call at 631 Three six one nine zero two zero, and you can get right to me personally at extension one one zero one. I will help you out if you're looking for a job. If you're looking to volunteer, we have an awesome thrift shop, and we have a board of directors, and we're always looking for volunteers for both of those things. And more importantly, if you hear me and you're someone in need of any of the services we have, reach out. If it's a service we don't have. Let me tell you that all of us on Long Island are a really collective force to be reckoned with. And when we put our heads together, we can find you a service. So give Thank me a call you, and we'll get you there. We'll get you there. This is Ryan Gold from Marketing Works. The name of the show is a nonprofit voice. 